You guys know how gravity works? Yeah. So gravity works by little magnets in the earth, yeah? See, I got, I got a rocket scientist in front of me here, so I got to be careful. This is, ro- gravity works by mass, is that right? Mass uh, attracts other mass, and, and gravity works on the earth because the earth holds us down to the earth. The mass of the earth reacts and acts against our mass to hold us in place. The sun keeps the planets in orbit by the force of gravity, the mass of the sun working on the mass of the planets to pull them in orbit. Well, what happens if you take the sun out of the solar system? What happens, Roy? Big clash. Big clash. Doesn't go so well. What happens if you take the sun, S-O-N, out of your life? Big clash. Doesn't go so well. Boom. (laughs) Romans 1. We're going to look at what happens if you take the sun out of your life. And this text is about gravity. Did you know that? Anyone know Romans 1 is about gravity? You say, I thought it was about homosexuality. Oh, man, I picked the wrong text for all these guests today. Let's just go downstairs and have cake. No, I'm going to show you the beauty of the gospel in this text. Verse 24 of Romans 1, Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a... And worshipped and served what? Creature, creation, rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men, receiving in themselves a due penalty for their error. Skip those verses, they're too hard and... No, we're going to take those verses. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a what? What does your Bible say? A debased, a worthless mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness, their gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents. I want to make sure the kids heard that one, okay? We are all kids. Foolish, faithless, harshless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. What has happened with my choice of text for today? This is why I don't pick them, I preach through them, but this is a beautiful text. Let's just get right to the meat of this text. We're talking about Romans 1, we're looking at God's wrath of abandonment from verses 18 down to where we started in 24. You can listen to that online if you, if you weren't here, last, or two times ago. Last time was awesome when Jim preached, amen? But you can go back and listen to that. We looked at revelation, rejection, rationalization, and religion. Man suppresses the truth. They make up lies about reality. They make sure they believe those lies, and they make up a false religion. That's the world. That's what we all were, right? God revealed himself through his general revelation through creation. And mankind says people come from monkeys. And then we go and we worship ourselves and we worship false idols and we suppress the truth. We all did this. And here we see rock bottom of this downward spiral of God's wrath of abandonment. Now, before you all get on your high, proud horses, my fellow Christians, you remember 1 Corinthians 6? Anyone ever read that? Let me paraphrase. Y'all some dirty cats. Y'all some pathetic, sinful, God-hating. I think we can use this list. 
slandering, hateful, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. It says, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were cleansed. One thing we must never be, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are people who look down at lost people. You so dirty. Because I got the cooties. I make Shem. But Jesus came to save cootie folk. Jesus came to save dirty folk. Jesus came to make it okay to not be okay because he came to save sick people. He came to save sinners of whom I am the foremost to steal my brother Paul's line. Amen? Amen. So don't go looking at this text going, look at these dirty, dirty people. Turn that finger. Everybody take that finger. The pointer. Do the turn. Look at this dirty, dirty person. Point it up. Look at that awesome, awesome Savior. Go in peace, serve the Lord. I just preached the whole sermon. (laughs) So we have this downward spiral of God's wrath of abandonment, him letting people's lusts and passions of their heart, impurity. Impurity in the Greek means the contents of the grave. That's what's in your heart apart from Jesus. He lets it go wild, and people begin to approve of what they shouldn't approve of. Listen, this world takes what is wicked and makes it cool. It takes what is bad and makes it good. It takes what is despicable and detestable and makes it enjoyable for entertainment. If you left this culture for 20 years and came back into it and turned on the TV, do you know what you would say? Whoa. If, if, you, if you were able to disappear and come back after an extended period of time, you would see things in this culture that are just disgusting, despicable, abhorrible, not only in God's eyes, but by general revelation, how God made us. And you'd be like, what? But if you marinate in it, do you know what you do? You pay 180 bucks to the cable bill and laugh at it. You go to the movies and you enjoy it. You participate in it. Because you forget what sin is. Did, did, you ever, did you ever know that? Did you ever see crazy? If you hang around crazy enough, you start to think you're crazy. And you start to act with the crazy. And you start to become crazy. Well, people are going downhill. The sin is exploding because God gave us up by his wrath of abandon, abandonment to the lusts and desires of our heart. And let's just, let's just put it out there and deal with this. Verse 26. What does that say? What did women do? They lusted after women. What did men do? They lusted after men. Well, should I really do this? Someone's going to be offended. This is not how you grow a church. This is how you grow Christians. You want to see how beautiful it is? Go to Ephesians 5. And in Ephesians 5, verse 31, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. Listen to this. God's natural order for marriage is, listen, one man, one woman. Sex is to be enjoyed solely and exclusively in the context of a marriage between one man and one woman. Not my opinion, the word of God. Heterosexual sex outside of marriage is a distortion and a perversion. Okay? Homosexual sin is worse than a perversion. It's an inversion. Do you see what's going on here? Listen, you know what God does with gay people? He loves them. Do you know the difference between a gay person and a straight person? Let me say it this way. Is anyone here straight? Don't put your hand up. Do you know why? There's only one straight man who ever lived. You know his name? Y'all bent crooked. Y'all bent crooked. You hear what I'm saying? 
Ain't nobody straight in this room, but he who is straight came to make straight what ain't straight. Don't you look at a gay person and say, you dirty, disgusting. No, I smack. No, I won't smack you. God will smack you. You look at a gay person and you see the sin they've fallen into is a sin of inversion, taking what God made as a natural order and spinning it. Do you see what I'm saying there? And look at what God does. God sent his son for what purpose? To seek and save that which is lost. I want you to take a minute. Take a minute, bow your head, close your eyes, and think about what you do that runs contrary to God's word. I'm being serious here. Take a couple minutes. You come up with anything? Everybody come up with anything or do we have any perfect people here? Listen, we are under the wrath of God because we pursue sin and we delight in sin and we desire sin. And on our own, we revel and rejoice in sin. Such that we now even give approval to those who sin. There there are laws in every culture that speak against certain things. Amen? But look at this. People begin to give approval to what they ought not to give approval to. The laws change. Now listen to me. Brothers and sisters in Christ, listen to me. Do you remember who you were? Do you remember? Do you know what sin is? Sin wants to lie to you. And it wants to tell you, I got something good for you without revealing its true status, which is, I want to destroy you and see you burn in hell forever. Did you hear that? Jesus says, I want to give you life in my name, eternal life, and I came to forgive you. Why do we pursue sin? Why do we pursue sin? Because we forget who Jesus is. We live in a culture with a debased mind, a worthless mind, a mind that can't serve God. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, we marinate in that world and we begin to think that that's normal and we run after it and we like it and we we enjoy it and we try to excuse it. Stop! Stop. Look to Jesus. Jesus came that we may have life and have it horribly. Say it out loud. You got it. Abundantly. Abundantly. The devil came to seek and kill and destroy. Did you know that? Sin came that you may not have life. And you ever see an alcoholic who's drunk? When they're drunk, they look happy. But when the drunk wears off, they are miserable. The world is drunk on sin. Jesus came to save sinners. Look look at this, my friend. I refer to us sometimes as recovering sin addicts. What I mean is inside of us, there's a root, there's a kernel in our heart that still loves sin. We are not yet what we will be. But we must battle sin daily because if we don't, sin begins to look attractive. Any People here who find sin attractive, Christians? Why? You got a messed up mind still. Did you know that? Listen, the whole J.C. Ryle, you ever hear that name? Mm -hmm. 
The holiest saint is in himself a miserable sinner and a debtor to the mercy and grace of God to the last moment of his existence. Do you know how weak and needy and sinful you still are in your heart? You are forgiven in Christ once and for all, but you are still a work in progress, amen? Amen. Now, if you don't know Christ, do you know what your life is like? It's like a solar system without a sun. And you're going to wander around, and you don't believe me, I'll ask you a question. Three questions. Give Give me 30 seconds of your time on these, and you can tune me back out. Why are you here? Where did you come from? Where are you going? Can you answer those questions? Why are you here? Where did you come from? Where are you going? Because as you run around in a solar system with no gravity, you can't answer those questions, and your planet will crash and burn. But God's desire is that none should be lost and all should be saved, and he came to put a sun in the solar system, a sun in the center of your life, because you were made to revolve around Jesus. Amen? Amen. Listen, where did you come from? He made you. Why are you here? To know him and enjoy him forever. Where are you going? In Christ to an eternity in blissful joy for all the rest of eternity, apart from Christ to the fiery torment of hell. You see, you can run around and and drink the opiate that the world offers and you may giggle and have fun for a little bit, but listen to me. Listen, I drank the opiate deeply. I drank it to the dregs. I had everything the world had to offer, and I'm not making this up. Do you know what it is? Hollow, disgusting, empty, and doesn't last. But I drink from the well of living water. I eat the bread of life in Christ, And it makes it so you hunger only for Christ more. All of your desires can be met in Christ. You don't believe me, run it out on your own. Talk to my friend Solomon. Or trust Christ, amen? Brothers and sisters, why y'all keep kicking the sun out of the solar system? Hmm? Why, Why do you struggle to revolve, rotate around the gravitational pull of love which emanates from our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Because of the deceitfulness of sin, it wages war daily. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what Jesus says? Sin is crouching at your door and its desire is to consume you, to destroy you. You can shipwreck your faith, but my friends, do you see sin for what it is? Do you see Jesus for who he is? I, I, I read this text, and I think, well, why doesn't God just destroy us all? Gay, straight, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Why didn't he just destroy us all? Because he is rich in grace and mercy. Who does Jesus desire to save? Who? Good-looking ones, right? Smart ones? Listen, we're looking for smart, clean, rich folk to join our church. That ain't a church, my friends. That's a country club. We're looking for, 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 for God so loved the what? That he gave his only son that? Who? Who? Whoever? Believes in him, trusts in him for forgiveness of sins should not what? But what do you get? Mia brought up a fun little gift, right? A little gnome bowling ball. Who's got any fun toys? Anybody got a nice car? Nice house? 
Two houses, nice vacation coming up, cash in the bank, good looks, intelligence, a wonderful personality. It ain't nothing. Do you know what the best gift in the world is? A sun in your solar system. And God came into a solar system that had destroyed the sun and suppressed the sun and tried to say, there, there is no sun. You ever, th- you ever hear people who said the earth is flat? You think they're kind of ridiculously stupid? Well, I'm just saying, you ever meet someone that said there's no God? You ever meet people who don't trust in God? You ever read the deceitfulness of sin and the wrath of God of abandonment? Guys, look at the culture around us. Do you know what you see? God's wrath being revealed. It's right here. They, look at what, we got disobedient kids, not in my house, but in other houses, so I've heard. We're all disobedient kids to God, are we not? God came to save disobedient kids, slanderers, haters, boastful people, envious, murderers. God even came to save gay people. Because straight people don't need a savior if you know what I'm saying and you're paying attention at the beginning. Remember, who's straight? Only straight man you know. And no one bent crooked will receive eternal life. But Jesus came to straighten that which is bent. Listen, homosexuality is an opportunity to speak to people about God's breath of abandonment. You know there's no joy in homosexuality when it all runs out? There's no joy in heterosexuality. There's no joy. There's no joy in marriage apart from Christ. There is only joy to be had eternally in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I remember when I went to college, first day. Went to bed at 11 o'clock. I was never one who drank, did drugs, or hung around with illicit parties. I wasn't saved. I was just a legalist. I remember, it's a joke. Thank you. And I remember that first night going to bed at 11, and it was so noisy in the hallway, so noisy in the hallway, I stuck my head out. Y'all need to shush. I'm trying to sleep. I'm a New Yorker. I was a little on edge, and you know what people did? They went to sleep. There was this haze in the hallway. There were people had two beer cans each. They went in their room so I could go to sleep. You think I'm kidding? I'm a high, I'm a, listen, unsanctified Pastor John ain't somebody you want to mess with. <laughs> but what happened four years later as I finished college, that became not sad. That became normal. I remember watching people come down from the girls' dorms on the hill in the same clothes as last night, looking like zombies. Beer cans all over the campus. I went to get breakfast at 7. Two other people were there. Me and my loser friends. I went to the field house an hour later. No one was there. Who's, why are you laughing at me? I, I thought, my dad paid for my food and nobody eats the food. What's wrong with this place? This is disgusting. It smells like vomit and beer and, and people coming down hills all disheveled. Four years later, you know what? It was just normal. It's a messed up world full of lies and the deceitfulness of sin, and it's evidence of the wrath of God through his abandonment. We get to go into a lost world with two choices as believers. We can join in the party that the world is offering, and it ain't a great party. Anybody try to party with the world? Done in so well. Or we can go into the world and invite them to another party, 
We can go into the world and invite them to a great banquet. We can go into the world and put a sun in the solar system. Amen? We can tell them, ain't no party like a Jesus party because a Jesus party don't stop. You like that? Or we get to go and party with them. How are we going to party, folks? How are we going to live, folks? What are we going to trust in, folks? A solar system with no sun or a sun who made the solar system? Y'all partying with the world, let me give you an invitation. Trust in Jesus and be saved. Come and dance on the right side of eternity. Come and have joy everlasting and unceasing. And y'all crazy cat Christians like me who keep dancing with the world, get your feet out of the party of the world and invite them to come and dance with you in Jesus. Amen? Whew. It's a crazy world out there. It's a lost world out there. It's a world in need of salvation. It's a solar system without a sun. But he who knew no sin, the only straight man who ever lived, came into the world to take sin upon himself to be sin so that we bent people might become the righteousness of God. We might be saved. Turn on your TV for about a minute. Read that list. Watch a sitcom. What y'all laughing at? Go to the mall. Why y'all buying what you buying? I don't know, party. Party away, folks. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. Jesus did it. You remember your parents told you, you can't do that? You're ruining my life. Now, I never said that because I would be hurt. But I, inside, I'd want to think it was my dad. You're ruining my life. You don't know what I need. You don't know. You don't. You know what? I found out my parents knew a whole lot more than I thought they did when I was growing up, right? You know, my daddy's a king. He owns everything, and he's perfect, and his name is Yahweh. And sometimes my daddy tells me what to do, and in my crazy heart, I say, y'all know what you're talking about, dad. And you know what my daddy does? He graciously will discipline me. He does. You know that, right? Y'all ever been disciplined by God? (laughs) And he reminds me time and time again, yes, my son, I do know what I'm talking about. I have never been wrong. I never change. And I will care for you perfectly. Trust in him and be saved. All the ends of the earth. For he is God and there is no other. Walk with him and enjoy life as it was made to be enjoyed with him for all of eternity. Look at the world, my friends. Look at scripture, my friends. And now look at the world through the lens of scripture. Do do you see... How beautiful this is. This is not God saying, queers go to hell. You know, when I see people who carry those signs and call themselves Christians, I want to kick them in places where it hurts. You know why? Because that's not what God says. God says, sick people come to me and be saved. Queer, straight, crooked, bent, sideways, rainbow colored, any sin. Listen, any sin you commit, is not greater than the grace that God offers. No matter what you do, have done, or will do, Jesus' grace covers it all. And if you could look down on anyone, listen to me, if you could look down on anyone, you ain't seen Jesus very well. Do you hear me there? Because when you see Jesus, you see how disgusting and vile you are. I know no more disgusting and vile person than myself because I know the seeds 
of sin that reside in my heart. You know those, those thoughts you have that you would never share with anyone, those things you say that you hope no one ever hears? You know you all got them, so don't look at me like I'm crazy. The same seed of sin that, that causes Hitler and Stalin to do what they do, it resides in each and every one of us. But Christ came to give us a new heart and to rip the roots day by day out of our heart so we can have the joy of a solar system with a sun. Do you all see the gospel right there? Do you see that, that God is showing his wrath of abandonment, the sin that goes in the world, you thought about your sin, and God does not conclude by saying, now bear with me, we gotta get to Romans three before we start to go on the uptick, but listen, by the time you get in three, you're like, Jesus, give me some grace. Uh, give me some, I'm dying here, give me some grace. I'm gonna beat you all down to the ground so when we get to three, you're just gonna be like, but that's part of what Paul's doing. Listen, there ain't no good news without bad news. You don't need to be saved until you know you're lost. This is just pounding and pounding. You're a sinner. You hate God. You suppress the truth. You run wild. You love the world. You don't even, you approve of people who do wrong. I live in a culture that legislates killing babies. It's crazy. But God came into a culture like that into a world like that to save sinners. Do, who here has a really good friend? You ain't got no friend like Jesus. Who, who here's got someone they feel like they can trust perfectly? You ain't know nobody you can trust perfectly other than Jesus. Who here's got someone who's closer than a brother? Ain't no brother like Jesus. Do you know the desire you have for joy, acceptance, meaning, purpose, Love, security, how y'all trying to get them? How y'all trying to get them? Where are you going for them? Can I bring you to the guy who has it all? The one you were made for to have it all from? His name is Jesus. He's mighty to save. Brothers and sisters, let us see sin as it truly is, far nearer to us than we realize, far more sticky than we can comprehend. And as we do, let us be led by the Holy Spirit far closer to Christ so we might see him for who he really is. Those who don't yet know Christ, I give you the offer one more time. Dance in the solar system with no sun and drink deeply of what the world has to offer. Or turn to Christ and be saved. Do you know how you do that? Lord Jesus, I, I know that you made me. I know that you own me. And I confess that I have fallen short. I have not seek to love you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength as you command me to, as you made me to. And I understand, Lord, just as if I break the law of the land, I'll be punished. When I break your law, I will be punished, and your punishment is death. But Lord, I understand that you offer terms of surrender and forgiveness and reconciliation through Jesus. Jesus, take my sin away. Jesus, make me new. Jesus, welcome me into your kingdom and help me live life as I was made to live for your glory and my joy. You pray that prayer? Welcome to the kingdom of God. You got a friend in Jesus. You have a son in your solar system. And I invite you to gather with us each week and throughout the work as we walk together as recovering sin addicts to orbit as God made us orbit. And if you've trusted in Christ, I would... Love for you to share that with me after the service so we can get you going, get some feet under you. 
and for those of us who've trusted in Christ. Let's walk as we ought. Let's quit running after the world. Let's quit trying to get the sun out of our solar system. Because once you're saved, a gravitational pull ain't going to let you go. But you sure can clunk into some stuff in orbit, can't you? Huh. I thought this was a depressing, gay-hating section of the Bible. It's a beautiful, Christ-exalting presentation of the gospel. God made you for himself. God saves you by himself. And God saves you for himself. Let's pray. Oh, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you help us see you for who you really are. That if we have trusted in you, that you allow us to see ourselves as who we really are in you. And that if we have not yet trusted in you, that we would, Lord Jesus. The party this world offers only goes on so long. And there's a day of judgment. Yea, there are two days of judgment. One took place on Calvary. The other will take place when people die who haven't trusted in Christ. Lord, this is a great Easter text. Lord Jesus, the tomb was empty. As we all say as a church so often, He is risen. And we can do better, Lord. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And as people who worship you, risen Lord Jesus, help us to live in light of that. We don't worship a clunk of wood. We, we, we don't worship ourselves. We worship the only living, true God who promises to care for us perfectly, who came to be the sun and the center of our universe because that's what we were made for. Lord Jesus, help us understand that. And if there are any drifting planets in this room, Lord Jesus, may your gravitational pull pull them in as you continue to seek and save that which is lost. Lord Jesus, please, anything that was from you today, plant it deeply in our heart. Water it, grow it, and, and allow it to bear much fruit for your glory. To use Jim's illustration from last week, help us look like prettier Jesus trees as we bear fruit keeping in righteousness. Lord Jesus, I also pray today as we celebrate the baptism of Kenny and Meredith that we would rejoice in what you have done here. They are a wonderful young couple in an exciting time of life. But Lord, I pray that we might see them for who they were and who they are. People who were separated from you as they danced in the devil's party. People who in the world's eyes looked really good but were in desperate need of a savior who by grace through faith came to trust in you. Lord, how incredible that you alone receive praise and honor and glory for all things, because you alone are good, and you are making what was not good, good. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your wrath and holiness, God, because we know your wrath of abandonment isn't rolling through the earth simply to destroy it. It's rolling through the earth to drive people to a point of desperation so they might cry out to you in a helpless, hopeless state. And that is where you come to meet them. Lord Jesus, thank you for being hope for the hopeless. In your name we pray. Amen.